everyone. Welcome to the pod. My name is Paige. And I'm Emily. And I'm the white plastic cup with the lid and straw. And I'm the baking sheet for the cinnamon rolls. And honestly, we're both just so ecstatic because we're being used for the first time ever in the Cullen household. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. What's up? It feels like I just talked to you because I did. <laughs> we're recording our Tuesday podcast on a Monday. Yeah, Paige is on call, so if we hear any loud... Ooh, let me turn my phone on. I should probably... Okay, good. If you hear any loud alarm sounds, someone's died. This is like kind of... Me- Hold on, back up. I breezed right past that, and that's dark. <laughs> I was going to say, this is kind of meta, because our last episode hasn't even come out yet, so I feel like we were, like, holding a lot of secrets, even though there's not really any secrets, but... I, I'm i trying to even remember some of the, like, fun things that we talked about that I feel like every once in a while we'll say something that I'm like, ooh, I... You know the, the, the audio where it's like, the ho's gonna love this one? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. When I'm listening back to the episodes, I'll hear stuff like that, and that's what I think. Like, people are going to eat this up. I can't think of anything. I never think that, um, because I just assume that everyone hates me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, to to quote that classic Vine, um, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew right now, and it's 6.08, and... If I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Frick yeah. I don't remember that vine. It's, I didn't quote it very well. It's like maybe like a 14 year old kid and he's drinking a Mountain Dew and he says something like, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. And then I want to say he's trying to say like, fuck yeah, but then he's a little nervous. So he's like, frick yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite vine? Go. Um... The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels I love that one. It's <laughs> a good one. That's a good one. I have so many that I love. I don't know. I feel like maybe my top one is the one where that kid is like, you're not my dad, you ugly ass noodle head. I also love the little girl who has that, like, to her is like a life-size doll and she throws it across the room and she's like, give me your fucking and then the SVU, like, dong, dong, plays. <laughs> yes, love that one. Love that one. Love the one where it's like, in all aspects except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> I think about that all the time in reference to this book. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, you had a story to tell that you didn't tell me. You said you were going to tell it on the pod. So this story goes out to all the Target shoppers. I went to Target mm, weeks ago because I needed I needed to I needed to buy a gift card and you know how they like have like a lot of stores have that like gift card kiosk thing and I was trying to specifically find a Boston Market gift card so I went to Target cuz we don't have a Boston Market where I live and I the gift card kiosk is right by the candle section and I was out of candle so I decided to go treat myself to a candle and my eye caught these black glass zodiac sign candles there was a candle for each zodiac sign different scents different little like descriptions and 
honestly, Target was like, the hoe is going to love this one because the hoe did love that one. So I got myself a Leo one because I'm a Leo. It's like a cranberry and something or other scent. Well, I have been having issues with the wick of it since I got it. This is a warning to anyone who finds this candle at Target. Do not buy it because it melted my fingerprints off my hand. So I've been lighting it and it's been like, the wick has just been like getting buried under the wax since I got it. So I have to dig it out of the wax to light it. And so yes, or two days ago, it had gotten really close to the side of the glass. And when I lit it, it started to burn the glass and I was like, Ooh, that's not good. So I dug it out a little bit. And then I, with a bobby pin and I moved the, the wick away from the glass. It was still very close to the glass, but it wasn't touching it. It wasn't burning the glass. So I was like, I'm going to let it burn down for like another 15 minutes. And hopefully I can pull it farther away from the glass. So I let it cook for like another 15 minutes. And then I went and I tr tried to reach him with the bobby pin and I couldn't get a good angle. So I didn't even grab it. I just put my hand around the glass. And I guess I because it had been heating, the like movement or the touching of it like caused a disturbance in the makeup of the glass and it shattered in my hand. I'm going to I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to show you. There's literally my fingers burned into the paper. Hold on. Okay, so that's where my two fingers were, right here. I grabbed it like that, and it burned my fingerprints off. I don't know if you can see the, like, the shatter of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got super scared to blow on it, to because at that point, th there was, like, hot wax, like, coming out, and the fire was still going. And so I was afraid to blow on it because I didn't want the glass to like blow up. I didn't know. So I had to pour water on it. Anyways, long story short, I didn't like, like I don't have blisters or anything. It didn't burn that much. But if you look at my fingerprints, they are different. They are very faint. So this is just a warning. Do not buy these candles because the wicks suck and you might melt your fingerprints off. This is like the opposite of a recommendations corner, which also gives me the idea of doing an anti-recommendations corner for a while, which we should maybe start next episode. I already forgot what my one was for today. It was very uninspired. <laughs> this is also my unrecommendations corner. I cannot believe I could not remember this. You will not guess what the second scent is besides white cranberry. I do not know how I did not notice this when I bought it. Mm, this is hard. Freesia? No, it's it shouldn't be a candle scent. I will leave it at that. Musk. Why? They put that in all sorts of guys like cologne, lotion and shit. And I'm like, what does that actually mean? What does musk smell like? Because I feel like everyone has a different musk. When I think of musk, I think of like animals. Like I think of the secretions that they create that causes other animals to like either fear them or come to them just don't use the word secretions and we'll be good from here on out <laughs> i will say though that i think it's ironic that obviously leo the most fieriest of the fire signs blew this candle up i mean it was in the stars literally 
Yeah, maybe it's like an interactive candle, Zodiac candle series. Like yours blew up. Maybe mine would like yell at me for not accomplishing enough. <laughs> and then ask for the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> the Virgo candle is just like, mm, your room is disgusting. Um, last thing I'll say on this subject, but if there was ever a time for you to commit crimes, I feel like you'd be now. That's all I have to say. Here's the thing. I still have some fingerprints left on those fingers. It's just like a band on my middle and ring finger on my left hand. My right hand, which is my dominant hand, still has fully all the fingerprints. Okay, well, commit crimes with your left hand then. With just that part of my two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> is it possible to like burn off your fingerprints so that they're indistinguishable i guess you could just wear gloves <laughs> LMAO. i think both i i think you can do that i've heard of that like felons and criminals doing that to avoid capture or whatnot or leaving evidence behind but i mean gloves are a better ulterior no the gloves are a better option you know um i literally forgot what my condition was god damn it what was it Oh, it was a life hack. Okay, you go first. Okay. Today was like a really rough day. So I my brain was really struggling to find anything good. <laughs> so my recommendations corner is just like putting your fingers in the corners of your eyes and just dropping them really hard. And I don't care if you have eyeliner on, end of the day, just like when your eyes are really tired and you're just like going to town, rubbing your eyes and it feels so good. That's my recommendations corner. You can see God. It feels the best when you check out your contacts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, my contacts make my eyes so dry and like that is the best feeling. It's just like rejuvenize, revi rejuvenate, revitalize. <laughs> I think those are both brands of eye drops. <laughs> Rejuvenize. Mm, that's when they get do their merger. That's what they'll be called. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mine is more of a life hack, but and I feel like most people probably know this, but just in case you didn't, um, here's me coming in with extremely late tip for you. So the do not disturb if you have an iPhone, they have like different customizations for it, and it's actually fucking lit you can pick so like the ones that are default on there are like fitness work personal and sleep and so you can pick different things for each one like if you're like different apps that you'll allow to come through with notifications or different people that you'll allow to call or text you and it can be different for each of them and you can create your own custom one if you got if you need like a i don't know like a gaming one or something um and you can either let people know that you're on Do Not Disturb, which is kind of big dick energy. I don't really do that unless I'm sleeping. Or you can be incognito and people don't have to know that you only blocked your Aunt Karen from texting you at this time. You know what I mean? It's just handy. Honestly, I didn't know any of those things, so this is good to know. Okay, good. Because I thought I was going to be like, yeah, duh, everyone knows that. TBH, I never use the do not disturb because I always like to think that people want to talk to me. <laughs> I probably use it a medium amount. I know people who use it a lot more than me, but as someone who like works on her phone for a living, sometimes I need to, to like get myself to stay off of it. And you can also make it location based. So my fitness one, like literally when I get to my gym, it turns on. 
so I don't even have to turn it on, which is kind of funny when I drive by it because it turns on briefly and then turns back off. But yeah, it's pretty lit. I also hear that iOS 16 has a lot of cool stuff, customization for your home screen. I have not yet downloaded it. On the tech bell curve or whatever it is, I am at the end. I am a late adopter, but I'll get there. I recently, Emily was there for this. I recently got roasted at a party for having an iPhone 8. I, I didn't know that was something that I was, that was worth being roasted about. It is pretty old. <laughs> I, I'm on a family plan. Like, I, I get a new phone when my family gets new phones, you know? I'm like, whatever. Like, if you guys are gonna, you know, pay for my phone, I'll take what you give me, you know? Yeah, I mean, same. But you can get new phones every two years. Hmm. <laughs> I got this. I literally got this, not this specific phone, but I cracked my phone screen like a year and a half ago, and I got a replacement of the same kind, but oh. I got this version the day after I went on my first date with Danny. So, like, that's how long I've had this phone for. How long ago was that? Like, almost five years. Bro, it's time. It's honestly impressive that you've made it last that long. I keep getting notifications that I'm running out of storage. And I'm like, that's not my problem. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so I just want to give a shout out. I genuinely don't know if this person is a listener or not. Um, They followed me on TikTok. I'd like to think that perhaps they're a listener because they make Twilight-themed pottery and ceramics. Um, and they're super cute. So if you're not a listener, I don't know why I'm addressing you if you're not a listener. If they're not a listener, I think that you should check them out on TikTok. Their name is Thames, T-H-A-M-E-S, ceramics, one word. Um, the name on the top associated is Taylor. If you are a listener, Taylor, thank you for following me. I'm obsessed with your pomegranate mug. It's really cute. Um, so yeah, anyways, if, if you're a listener, thank you for following me. If you're not a listener, you'll never hear this. <laughs> maybe someday in the future they will be if they're not already. I, I just thought that maybe cause I had put my TikTok name out there in one of the past episodes that maybe they had followed me, but who knows? It might just be a random person. Who knows? Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, okay. I really want a Sprite. I'm realizing this now, watching you drink your Mountain Dew. So I'm going to mute myself and let Paige talk about how she felt about it. Turn it really loud up so I can still hear it and go get myself a little Sprite. Can, before you go, <laughs> for my first... <laughs> She's laughing. She's cracking up. Can I, can I give you my impression of Jacob Black? Yes, but can I say something actually before this that I meant to say a second ago? Yeah. So Paige texted me while I was giving my recommendation, and I was really scared that it was, this is like kind of a niche re reference, but on like the first episode of Teen Wolf, the two main characters are like Skyping each other, and the one very obviously is like typing on his computer, and then he says, there's someone behind you. And I thought Paige was texting me that there was someone behind me. And I was like, I'm really scared to turn around. <laughs> she just sent me a vine. It's the Mountain Dew kid. I just wanted to, I just wanted to send it while I was thinking about it. Okay. 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 Do the Jacob Black impression. 
Hey, my name's Jacob Black. Bada bing! <laughs> Is that like a Danny DeVito reference? No, Jacob literally says bada bing in this chapter, and... <laughs> I know he does, but, like, whose voice is that supposed to be? It's like a meme where people are like, oh, you want to hear my French accent? Hey, I'm from France. I'm walking here. That's New York, but okay. I understand. You do for everything. Oh, I see. Well, sorry I ruined your joke, but it was funny. It was funny. Gabagool. What does that mean? I've been informed by my boss it's a reference from an SNL skit, but it made its way around TikTok. I think it's a food. Maybe not. I could, that could be completely false. What does it mean in context? Like, what do people use it for? Like, literally just saying it out loud. Like, emphasis or something? Yeah. Hey, yeah, what's with that gabagool? I don't understand <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyways, um, if you want to get your Sprite, I'll give my real first impressions. (laughs) So, sometimes you get it really right, and sometimes you get it really wrong. First chapter, I feel like I got it really right. I, you know, Bella really liked that blood, and I was not entirely surprised. Um, A little gross. I was kind of, I don't know if you're familiar with the kids' cups at Olive Garden, but I was literally picturing her drinking blood out of one of the kids' cups from Olive Garden because they are a white plastic cup with a bendy straw and a lid, and they have little, like, pasta characters on it. I don't know. That's just kind of what I was picturing in my mind. Um, I think it's, I honestly thought when all the wolves showed up that there were going to be more wolves joining um, Jacob's pack. So I was a little surprised that it wasn't the case. Um, it's a, a, just, you know, a little more drama, a little more intrigue. I really feel like Paul, uh, not Paul, ooh, not Paul, um, Quill and Embry are going to join Jacob's pack at some point. Like one of them couldn't be there because he was just so emotional about the whole thing. He like couldn't keep himself aw- away. Sam had to force him to keep himself away. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I, 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 not that I enjoyed that chapter, but it was just like, you know, like we're building a little bit of the tension. The next chapter was so cute. I am, the Cullens really pulled at my heartstrings. They were just really sweet and nice. And Bella's like getting better, which I appreciate. She did break a bone, which I predicted. Um, I actually, I think that happened in the first chapter that she breaks. I don't know, whatever. Um, but they were just so hospitable. And I know I had predicted that Jacob was going to, like, make a lot of sense and the vampires were going to be rude. But really, it was the opposite. The vampires were just really nice to Jacob and really accommodating and thankful and just wanted to help him and his buddies out. And Jacob was like, mm, don't tell her I'm not going to eat it. I'm just going to put it behind a tree. Just like, I want to eat Esme's eggs. I bet they're really good. So I thought that the second chapter, while it made me sad, I I did really like seeing the vampires coming around and being appreci- like a, very clearly appreciative of the wolves and like 
outwardly kind to them and interesting to see like hear about the drama with Alice and the fetus like what's going on with Alice you know I wasn't expecting that I suspect that the reason that she can't see the fetus is because of Bella specifically because Bella has this ability to withstand some supernatural powers and perhaps she's extending that to the fetus where the fetus can't be touched but you know we'll see we'll see that's an interesting theory because alice can see her so i'm wondering if you think it's like mutated in some way in the fetus maybe it's just all like like just in general like bella is able to just be a shield to those around her. Like, I mean, she isn't a vampire yet, so she doesn't have any, like, supernatural abilities. But with the fetus being inside of her and probably being vampiric, maybe it's able to take some of that from her. And also it's, like, a fetus inside of a human. So, like, maybe there's just some kind of weird thing going on that, I mean... No, there's no precedent for this. So who's to say why it does or does not work? Yeah, I like both of those theories. That's really interesting. Okay, well, I guess we'll jump in. Paige was pretty spot on about the first chapter, like she said. Um, it was funny last week when you said, like, I don't know what would gross Jake about. Either Bella, like, hates it or she likes it. And it turns out she likes it. She really likes it. In fact... She's craving it. She wants more. She's slurp slurping it right up. Giving it the glug glug 9000. I was going to say that. I'm glad you did. Um, Jacob also shows like a modicum of empathy in this for the first time for Leah at the beginning of this first chapter, which is shocking because we haven't seen that from him yet. And he literally addresses what I brought up in the last chapter in that he's like you know I probably wasn't that that great to listen to either you know like I was kind of a piece of shit as well I mean he didn't say that but like the sentiment was there yeah it's like he was taking notes um okay so everybody's just getting ready this blood ready for Bella and they're just kind of sitting and waiting for it to happen, and then it happens. But before that, Jacob and Bella kind of get into a conversation, and Bella basically makes it clear that she's afraid of Leah. And Jacob uses this as an opportunity to make a joke about Rosalie, and I don't know whether to laugh or not, because it low-key was kind of funny. <laughs> um... She's or Jacob says you're scared of Leah, but your best bu- but your best buds with the psychopath blonde. There was a low hiss from the second floor. Cool, she'd heard me. Bella frowned at me. Don't. Rose understands. Yeah, I grunted. She understands that you're gonna die, and she doesn't care as long as she gets her mutant spawn out of the deal. I'm like, that's harsh, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> He, this is the chapter of insulting Rosalie. It really is. On Jacob's part. Yeah. I mean, I think the reason it's funny is because he's just saying it in full earshot of her. Like, I don't know. Like, what is she going to do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Savella drinks it and loves it and asks for more. My note for this was just, well. Also, go ahead, sorry. Why didn't the Coens take the opportunity to, like, maybe make a smoothie out of it and give her some, like, strawberries and maybe, like, a banana? Like, let's give Bella some nutrients as well as the fetus. You know, after they know it works, they're just giving her blood. I'm like, let's make it, let's make it a little, like, you know, let's save, save some time here. Let's give it some blood and some nutrients. I mean, I think Carlisle does say something along the lines of, like, if you keep this down, we'll make you food or whatever. It's true. It's true. I just, I'm like, we could, we could hit two birds with one stone with this. That's true. Horrible expression. Don't kill birds. Unless they've killed your entire family. Who are we speaking of? I don't know. I'm just giving a reason why you could. Why would birds kill an entire family? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Jacob realizes that he hasn't slept since the beginning of his narration, essentially, which has been like three days or something, which is kind of fucked if. And... Bella kind of says, like, oh, you should go get some rest. Like, there's beds in this house. You can go use them. And this is top of page 253. Jacob speaking, narrating to us. The look on Rosalie's face made it clear that I wasn't welcome to one of them. It made me wonder what sleepless beauty needed a bed for anyway. Was she that possessive of her props? I wrote, um, Captain Obvious? Do you not have sex on a bed? I'm confused. Like... You really aren't thinking about that? Also, like, why can't she be possessive of her props? Like, I have a bunch of trinkets on my bookcase that I just look at, but they're mine, and if someone touches them, I'm going to chop their fingers off. (laughs) I'm just picturing you chopping someone's fingers off, and it's comical in my brain. I'm very intimidating. I don't know what you mean. Uh, he's just being very naive in this moment. So, let's see. Jacob is going to go, like, leave and sleep in the woods with uh, Seth and Leah nearby. But as he's leaving the house, um, Seth gives, like, the warning howl or whatever, and other members of the pack are coming, as Paige already mentioned. So Sam sends Jared, Quill, and Colin, right? And Paul. Um, Before Seth had kind of stated his theory on Embry, were you wondering, like, kind of the same thing that Jacob was wondering of, like, why Colin? I, not that I was necessarily wondering why Colin. I was wondering why not Quill. Or Embry, which whatever whichever one didn't come, yeah, Embry. I you know, if if the plea was to get them to come back, I was curious why he wouldn't send Jacob's closest friends in the pack. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's revealed soon, as Paige already said, that Sam thought it would be too tempting for Embry to just jump ship. And so let's see. I just really liked having kind of this insight into 
the quote unquote new packs like bond and how they already are like working together and like sharing a lot of like the same mentalities and the same mindsets and are like clearly protective of each other. I also thought it was really cool. Like how smart Leah is like, as she like can see a ruse from a mile away. Like she's like, this is all a lie. Like Sam's betting that Bella's going to die anyways. And then you're going to want to kill the Collins because you're going to be mad about it. And they're just like biding their time until that happens. Basically. I don't know. I just thought that Leah was really smart here. I completely agree. Like she is nothing but an asset in this chapter. And perhaps, you know, it's really sucks that Sam ended up imprinting on Emily But, like, in this moment, right now, perhaps it's playing out in Jacob's favor that Leah has this, you know, closeness with Sam, this knowledge of the way that he thinks. And, I mean, they all kind of, like, know the way that everyone thinks because they're all in each other's minds. But Leah was especially close with Sam, so she kind of knows the way that he does things and the way that he thinks things through. So I think that that is playing out in her favor right now. Yep. Yep. I agree. And I'm glad that you bring that up because Jared, who's being like kind of the spokesperson, he's the only one human decides to pass on a message from Sam to Leah. And it was so entirely unnecessary that it made me extremely mad. Um, he uses Sam's old nickname for Leah and rightfully she cusses him out as a wolf. So do you, do you think that this really was a message from Sam or do you think that Jared is just, has just come up with this and this is how, this is what's going to work to get Leah back. I think it's a combo of the two. We don't know much about Jared I think he's kind of a flat character, but I just don't think that he is, like, manipulative enough or smart enough to do this. Like, I feel like Sam came up with it because he will do anything to basically win at this point. And winning inevitably means getting everyone back on his side. Yeah, I I, I agree that I thought it was it was all Sam. And it really made me not like him like up until this point I haven't really like not liked Sam I haven't really needed a reason to not like him I think the last time I was like "Mm, I don't know about that guy was before Jacob had even started becoming a werewolf and all of his friends were leaving him and we just thought that Sam was a bad guy and like up until this point Sam's just kind of been like the pack leader and you know like older and you know the thing with Leah and Emily sucks but with imprinting you can't really help it so like I I don't blame him I feel like it was no one's fault that that situation happened this was disgusting this was manipulative trademark this like I would never do this to someone who like not only is an ex, but, like, is an ex in the situation that Leah has been in for the past, I don't know, like, year? Year and a half, however long she's been a werewolf? Like, how? what a terrible, horrible thing to just be like, like, what, what if this worked? What if this got her back? 
and she's like, oh, he used my nickname. Like, maybe things are changing. What was your plan going to be after that? It's just gross. That is such a good point. I hadn't even thought about that because immediately I knew it wasn't going to work on her. Like, and the fact that he thought it would work on her is like indicative of the fact that he's not like as um, perceptive about her as she is about him. Classic, classic man think he know more about woman. Exactly. Exactly. He, of course, he meaning Sam also has Jared try to get the other two back. That doesn't work either. (laughs) I did skip over one thing that one small comment that Jacob made that made me laugh on page 259. He sends Leah off to do a patrol. He says it's not because he has to get naked to phase into a human, but it is. But the comment that he says that got me was um, talking about how things weren't awkward until Leah came around because she's the only girl. So he says, Leah had average control when it came to her temper. It took her the usual length of time to stop exploding out of her clothes every time she got pissed. We'd all caught a glimpse. And it wasn't like she wasn't worth looking at. It was just that it was so not worth it when she caught you thinking about it later. To me, that means he's thought about it multiple times. I wouldn't fucking doubt it at all. I wouldn't doubt it for any of them. Like, I bet she's hot. I know she's hot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because doesn't Bella describe her as, like, really hot when she first meets her? Yes, because we talked about, I would love to read that fanfic, and you were like, I'm sure it's out there. And then in the last book, Jacob has talked about that he thought that she was beautiful at one time. So, like, like she's definitely a beautiful girl slash woman. I don't, she's, I don't know if she's over 18. Whatever, she's a beautiful person. And, you know, I would, I would be very sad if people... 20 of my closest compadres could read my thoughts and one of them was that person. Wait, what? Why am I confused? What do you mean? One of them was what person? That really hot person. Oh, I thought you were saying from her perspective, like having to discover people thinking about her that way. That also sucks. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just meant to go back really quick to point that out. But um, another thing that this whole talk of, like, them going home made me think of is, like, I didn't really think about this until, like, on my many readings of this book until this one. But it's, like, and maybe he didn't consciously think this at the time. But when Jacob decided to, like, go warn the Cullens, he was, like, giving up his home. Like, and I'm sure he knew that, even if he didn't acknowledge it to the readers. It's kind of crazy to think about, like, that sacrifice. It wasn't just, like, his family, quote-unquote, of his pack. It was, like, also where he literally lives. Yeah, and his real, like, biological family, too, just being, like, I can't go back and see them now. Like, I'm, it's, that's just been severed, basically. Yeah. I really wish we could get Belly's. Billy's. That was weird. I really wish we could get Billy's perspective on this because I feel like he'd spill some tea and I would agree. He'd spill some tea, but I feel like he would support Jacob. 
No, I do too. I almost feel like he wouldn't approve of what Sam's doing, and he was a chief. No, was he? Yeah, he was. He was just never a wolf, right? Yeah. That sounds right. In my head, I've always kind of pictured that in one of these chapters, Billy is just going to turn into like this old wolf, but we'll see. We will see. Um, okay. So basically, this conversation achieves nothing because Jacob's not going to budge on any of this crap that Jared poses. And so they have a little debrief as a pack, Seth, Leah, and Jacob do. And that's when Seth states his theory that Embry didn't come because Sam doesn't want him to jump ship. And then they have like almost a funny moment when Seth and Leah figure out that Bella is drinking blood and they're both like, I'm going to throw up. It's funny. I'm just picturing like, like if we were hanging out and then you were like, oh yeah, like Remy was going to hang out tonight, but she's like over there drinking blood. I'd be like, what? I mean, now granted that that would be a completely different circumstance. Like we live in a world where no one should is drinking blood that we know of. So it would be a little more shocking, but I think it would still have the same, like, pardon me, kind of reaction. (laughs) Say that one more time. Yeah, that's funny. Did you have anything from this chapter that I skipped? I did have something. It's, again, not very important at all. I just, like, I get why it has to be done, but I think it's so funny to see it. So when they're talking in the wolf form, everything is italicized to indicate that they're, like, having mental communication, basically. But when they want to emphasize a word, they can't italicize it. So they put it back in normal and it just looks so funny. So, like, I'm looking at page, for example, the bottom of ta- page 258. I know what they're thinking, Jake. What Sam's thinking. Like, it's just, it's so abrupt. <laughs> and, I, like, I get with why they're doing it. It just looks really abrupt to me. It has the same energy of, like, have you ever seen those videos where they randomly mute, like, words from a TV show and it makes it seem like it's swear words, but it's not? Yes, yes. That's, yeah, that's what it feels like. That's really funny. Maybe there's a hidden message in the words that are unitalicized. That's something Taylor Swift would do. Hmm, I like that. I'm not going to look for it, but maybe it exists. And then, of course, I wanted to point out on page 250, on page 251, right in the middle, just so everyone is on the same page as me. She looked over with another weary smile for me. Jake's a crack up, she agreed. Great. Now I was the court jester. Bada bing, I mumbled in a weak rimshot impression. You didn't have to say what it was an impression of. We know. Hey, bada bing, I'm walking here. Jesus Christ. Okay, on to the next chapter, which if I had to name this chapter, it would be like everyone being aggressively nice to me and me not being nice back. If I was Jacob. The title of this chapter for me would be I've I've never said no to a cinnamon roll until this very moment. I knew you were going to say something like that. Like, I thought you were going to say, I've never met a cinnamon roll I didn't like. Same energy, honestly. Uh, So Jacob goes back to the house, and he still hasn't slept. Quick reminder. Um, But 
Bella is there and she's looking like a lot better. Um, a little too good. Jacob's rattled that she's like excited to see him because she's like, he's like, just be annoyed at me already so I can move on with my life, which is relatable. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it would do everyone. Like, even Edward is like, yeah, let's try that, please. <laughs> yeah, he's annoying. Also, before we move on, Jacob staying awake for yet another day is that episode of SpongeBob with Mr. Krabs. Day 43! Give it up for day 43! <laughs> he's like ringing the little bell or whatever. Yeah. That's funny. Um, okay. So Jacob goes off basically to, to just tell them that there's no immediate danger because the last they had heard he was like running out the door. Um, and Edward says that he actually could hear him because he's getting more familiar with Jacob's mental voice. So Jacob goes to leave and sleep, tells a blonde joke about Rosalie. You gotta. As he, as he does. Um, before he can leave, Edward stops him and says like we're feeling really bad that you guys basically like he Jacob called himself homeless during the conversation with Jared and Edward obviously heard that and it upset everyone especially Esme so basically Edward's just trying to like give Jacob a bunch of stuff to make their situation less harsh um he says that Alice rarely allows us to wear the same thing twice. We've got piles of brand new clothes that are destined for Goodwill. I'm like, are you actually giving them to Goodwill? Because I feel like if you were, this would have been a topic of convo in the school. Like Jessica would have been like, the good news is they donate all their stuff to Goodwill. So we get like designer clothes at Goodwill. Yeah, I found it very unlikely given the track record of the Cullens. Exactly. That is bullshit. Um, Edward also says that, like, they can shower, they can borrow cars if they need to, etc. Jacob is very ungrateful throughout this whole thing. And just kind of says, like, okay, thank you, okay, okay, bye, okay. And then he's going to leave to sleep, and Bella breaks a rib, so of course he goes back to see what the tea is on that. And by Bella breaks a rib, I mean the fetus kicks her rib and breaks it. Like, let's get real. I feel like, honestly, for having a rib being broken, Bella takes it, like, kind of like a champ. I want to I wanna find where it happens. She's just like, yep, that was a rib. It got me. Like, she, she, she's, like, pretty casual. If this had happened, like, four hours before, she would have been dead. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I almost feel like she's taking it so well because... Not to make another Spongebob reference, but before she started drinking this blood, I literally picture her as that spine that hates chocolate. Like, she's just reduced down to, like, that spine in a wheelchair, and that's it. Oh, chocolate. Sweet, sweet chocolate. I remember when they first invented chocolate. I always hated it. <laughs> that was spot on, dude. You should be that for Halloween. <laughs> fucking spine <laughs> there's a way where there's a will there's a way <laughs> um what was i gonna say too oh this is like kind of random but on the subject of showering jacob says that they just bathe in the river 
which I was like, do they do that as wolves or they do that as humans? Could be either. But then that begs the question, if they are clean in one form, are they clean in the other? What do you think? I'd say yes. That's interesting. Like my, what I think, I think the dirt stays on the surface. So like if you're dirty on your skin, when you turn into the wolf, the dirt stays on you. So then it's in your fur and then vice versa. If you were to roll around in the mud with it all in your fur and then you turn into a human, the the mud just like onto your skin, you know? Right. Yeah, that tracks. Okay. I'm satisfied. I'm just going to ask you all my science questions from now on. What are you going to say? First of all, I like that you think that that's science. (laughs) Second of all, what do you think that they use for soap? Uh... I don't think they do use so. I think you're right. I feel like they, I like friction. Yeah. It works. I feel like if you're like out living in the wilderness, like if you're that type, you don't really use soap. Maybe I'm wrong. How would I know? I don't even go on hikes, much less camping or backpacking. So I really couldn't tell you. I live by the tenement that our skin evolved without soap. So does it really need it? Probably not. Do you live by that? Really? So I I use soap. Don't get me wrong. Like I use soap, but I'm not, I'm definitely not the type of person who's like showering every two days and shampooing and just like completely lathering myself down all the time. I mean, I shower like once a week. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. And I wash my hair once a week at the same time I shower. Sometimes if it's like, like I put sunscreen on or like it's a day that I'm like, like doing something strenuous and I get really sweaty, I'll just hop in to just rinse off. But yeah, for the most part, I'm like, like, like soaps and shampoos just have so much stuff in them that I'm like, do I need all the stuff? I don't know if I do. I wash my face every night um and I wash my hands because we live in a world of disgustingness and we touch everything but for the most part I feel like I'm fine I'm fine with being a little stinky a little musky because I just feel healthier about it I don't know I just feel more like this is what my body evolved to be like I wear deodorant or I wear deodorant. I don't wear antiperspirant. So it's like, I'm conscious of like body odor, but you know, like I don't need to like put all those soaps and stuff on me all the time. Okay. I feel you. You know what? All kinds of kinds. I don't think I could get away with that because I work out literally every day. So. Yeah, that's that, that is a completely different thing. I don't do that. Not saying it makes me like better or anything. It do- it just means I'm mentally ill. But I also would smell so bad if I didn't shower every day. Mentally ill, but thick with muscle, baby. Thick with muscle everywhere, but my brain, which has three brain cells, and they're all anxious. Strapped everywhere, except the medulla oblongata. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. So. As 
Carlisle takes Bella upstairs because apparently he has an x-ray machine uh, fucking upstairs. Jacob is, he can't make it anymore. He's going to fall asleep in the vampire house. The vampire den, or whatever he calls it. And that's when Alice comes up. And you kind of already talked about this, Paige, but could you give us an overview of what, what's going on here? And also if you have any additional thoughts. So basically Alice walks up and she is like, her forehead is just wrinkled and she's massaging her temple. She's clearly in a lot of pain, clearly has a headache. And Jacob even comments like, you got a headache? And Alice is like, yeah, I have a fucking headache. And he is like, why? Because of Bella. And she says the fetus. She doesn't even refer to it as the baby. And Jacob's like, oh, damn, I'm glad to hear another person thinks of this baby the way that I think of it. It's a fetus. Um, and so basically, Alice reveals that she can't see anything about this fetus, that it's like causing like TV static in her head. Like she can't even really see anything about Bella either. Like it's just causing her this massive headache because she can't see anything about what's going on. And she's trying and it's just giving her a huge headache. But with Jacob around, since Jacob she can't see him at all it like completely slates her brain clean of of future sights so she's able to like get some rest around him and like not have a fucking headache when he's around because she can like block bella and the fetus out right right exactly it's kind of sweet i really i i I really really like it i mean Alice really hasn't been around a whole lot and honestly really at all in this book. Like we start off with the fucking wedding and I mean, Bella's or Alice is there a little bit in the beginning with like the decorations and the planning and stuff, but we do the wedding pretty quickly and then we're on the honeymoon and then Jacob's thing starts. So like she really hasn't been around. So now she's like here and seeing her is just really refreshing and, I feel like Alice was kind of cont- like one of the more contentious members in terms of the werewolves. Um, she was like very insulting and I don't know. It's just nice to see some turnaround with her. Agreed. Agreed. I do feel like logically it doesn't really make much sense because it's like that thing that you always say like, oh, well, I ate two sweets today so it cancels out not that that's a thing but i couldn't think of a better example like these things shouldn't cancel each other out but they are seems too convenient my mom says that when like we go to chili's and she has a diet coke and then we also get a molten lava cake and she's like oh well i had a diet coke so it doesn't count exactly that's kind of what i was trying to get at i just was saying it badly but i don't know it doesn't really make sense to me but it's working for alice so whatever are you are you worried that something in this book doesn't really make sense to you? Because I feel like that ship long sailed for me. Not worried. It's just that every time it doesn't, I feel obligated to point it out. Yeah. I, one of the things I was talking about this book with Danny the other day, and he made a comment that he, he's just like, ugh, YA books. And I was like, I like YA books. Like, why are you shitting on them? And he was like, I just feel like sometimes there's just a lack of skill in the writing, a lot of plot holes. And I feel like Breaking Dawn in particular has a few. And I'm like, okay, I, you got me there. Yeah. 
He's making valid points. He's right, but he doesn't need to say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Jacob does fall asleep. Then he has a dream that he's drinking bleach because it smells so bad to him in that house. But when he wakes up, Seth is there chowing down, which I love, on all this food that Esme and Edward made. He's chowing down with the most delicious plate of cinnamon roll and a heap of eggs and bacon. And (laughs) he has his arm around Bella, which is a point of contention. I love that Jacob gets jealous of that when she's literally 12 months pregnant with another guy's baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get our priorities in order, sis. For real. Um, Edward says it's because Bella got cold and so they were using Seth's natural heat to warm her up. Um, Seth kind of realizes the vibes right away, and so he's like, I'm ahead. I, I'm ahead. I need both hands to eat, sorry. <laughs> Not even that, he, like, literally leaves. <laughs> um, they talk a little bit about logistics. Carlyle asks Jacob, like, what they should do about hunting, because they're all going to have to go. And so Jacob suggests that they separate out and just try and get it over with. Like, he thinks it's risky, but he knows that they have to do it. Um, Esme tries to give food to Jacob for both himself and for Leah. Um, again, a really small comment, but it did make me laugh. I skipped over it accidentally on page 281. Um, so Carlisle is asking Jacob about hunting and he says, if you were in our shoes, how would you proceed? This is the bottom of 281. I leaned away a little surprised when he threw it back at me like that, which (laughs) the phrasing of that makes (laughs) Said like Carlisle's throwing his ass back for Jacob, which I did. It wasn't even the comment I was gonna point out, but when I read it out loud, I was like, "Oh my god, that's hilarious!" You threw it back at me like that, like, "Damn, Carlisle, what kind of buns you got in those pants?" God. The one I was gonna point out is he says, "What would I know about being in a bloodsucker's expensive shoes?" That got me. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm. I'm picturing what are those shoes called? Um, you know those red like bo- <laughs> I said red bottoms. <laughs> I was picturing uh I, I don't I don't know if it's Perry's, but it's like those boating shoes that like frat boys wear. Fairies. That's it. I'm picturing Carlisle in a pair of those. He is literally 24 years old. So I'm right. I think so. Anyways, that was just a small thing I wanted to point out. So Esme tries to give Jacob food, and Jacob is so, like, almost taken aback by Esme. Like, he comments that she has dimples, and she's like, he's like, for crying out loud, how is that possible? Like, she's like, my mom, I gotta get out of here. And then Bella asks him to come back later. It's just so funny to me, because I picture him standing in the doorway and everyone just yelling this at him, although I know that's not the case, but, like, they're all like, but wait, but wait. But also this. And then right when he's about to leave again, Esme's like, but here's some clothes for Leah. And he's like, okay, I'm out. I also love that Esme's like, I washed them and I really tried not to touch them as much as possible so they wouldn't smell. Esme, stop it. Stop it right now. They're too nice. 
I know, that made me want to cry. She deserves an island. Okay, I'll say it. Somebody had to say it. (laughs) That is the end of the chapter, though. Jacob says, I ducked out the door before anyone could guilt me into anything else. (laughs) Man, I wish that I had a rich family that wanted to give me eggs and clothes and their house and their cars. Seekingarrangements.com Looking for supernatural family of all, like, 24-year-olds, but really you're, like, in your hundreds, and everyone thinks that you're siblings, but you're dating, but it's cool. It's cool because you're really hot, and also you're really rich, and you have, like, 17 cars, and you live in a glass house, and, um, yeah. For 26-year-old female trying her best. (laughs) You're not asking for much. I'm not. (laughs) Did we skip over anything that you wanted to point out? No, this chapter I feel like was very, like, simple. Like, there really wasn't a lot going on in this. Yeah, it's pretty easy breezy. Beautiful cover girl. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tyra would be proud. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um... We got another two chapters next week. Um, they are called, are you ready? Mm-hmm. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. That's one. And too much information alert. That's two. <laughs> okay. Um, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Either it's going to be baby related or it's going to be pack related, which seems very vague and it is because the two things that are pressing right now in Jacob's mind are the popping of this fetus um, and slash or the pack moving, the pack doing something about the situation. So either there's going to be some forward motion. Oh, no, Bella's going into labor. Oh, no, it's going to be soon. Or they suspect something is going to happen with the pack. And it's like, when is it going to happen? Um, too much information. This seems like it's more Bella themed. This one seems like it's going to be more baby birth slash how it's going to happen themed. I, I feel like he's, I, like, I, I can't see this relating to anything to do with the pack and, I can totally picture a like a 16-year-old boy finding out about birth and all the things that happen in birth and just like pregnancy in general and just all that and being like that was too much information. I didn't need to know that. So, I think it's going to be something along those lines. Okay. All right. I do say I do got to say I had to laugh and you were like it's either going to be about the pack or the baby. I'm like, yeah, that's what this whole section's about. <laughs> That's why I followed it because I knew you uh, like I knew that and I was like, but like if you take the the co- the concepts and apply them to both, it makes sense. <laughs> bear with me, bear with me. <laughs> Malcolm is still looking comfy as hell on my pillow. Living his best life. Truly, it must be nice. Um, okay. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. To all of our Jewish listeners, Happy New Year. I know I'm a couple days late, but for me, I'm a couple days early. So how about that? Um, Rosh Hashanah is there is the Jewish New Year. 
which is coming up this Sunday or last Sunday, depending on who you are in this conversation. Also, it is Latinx Heritage Month, so please, you know, um, read Latin, Latino, Latinx artists, or sorry, writers, um, you know, check out artists, musical, or, you know, like painting-wise, or all the different types of art, um, you know, check out Latinx movies, all that good stuff. And support Latinx small businesses. Precisely. Especially your local taco truck. Oh my gosh. You know what's on my fucking list of like, this is on my bucket list, honestly. I'm, I, I don't, I've only ever seen the word. I've never heard it pronounced. So I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, but I think it's birria or birria, but it's those tacos that they're almost like quesadillas, but it's like shredded either beef or pork and a corn tortilla that's like dipped in the broth of it and then put on the grill. You put some some meat on there. Then you put some shredded white cheese and then it gets all melty. And then they give you a cup of like broth with red onion and cilantro and they sprinkle red onion and cilantro on there and you dip it in. And oh my God, every time I see those videos, Instagram, my Instagram cookies, no, that's what I want to see. I want to eat like eight of those right now. And they just heard you say it, so now you're going to see even more. They don't need to hear me say it. I like like seven of those videos on TikTok a day. <laughs> that's so funny. So get get those, order those at your local place to order them. Um, it's my turn to do the socials. You know, I'm I'm just quick and dirty about it, as I am with many things. Wink, wink. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, so we are on Instagram and Tumblr at Tuesday Star for Twilight. We are on Twitter at Taft Pod. Um, you can always email us at TuesdaysAreForTwilight at gmail.com. We have gotten um, a couple, not like all at the same time, but we've gotten a couple messages about like podcast advice or like different things that we use. So yeah, always happy to answer those as if we are professionals. <laughs> As you can see, this is not professional, but we'll tell you what we know. And yeah, if you want to support us on Patreon, we have, not including this one, three more episodes of Jacob's Perspective. And soon we will be watching Breaking Down Part 1, the movie. So our patrons get it on that. So that's patreon.com slash Tuesdays are for Twilight. We'll also admit you to those events, and you will be supporting a great cause if you check out the Quileutes and their efforts to move their cultural land to higher ground. That is at mthg.org. Hit them, Paige. I stand by this. This is something I stand by. Don't be afraid to shake a little ass sometimes. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to be a little slut sometimes. Honestly, just do do what makes you happy. Do a little dance in front of the bathroom mirror. You know, just just, just be a little guy. Just do it. Can I add on for the first time ever? Yeah. Don't be afraid to throw it back. Don't be afraid to take it back now, y'all. Don't be afraid for one hop this time. Don't be afraid for left foot left foot left stomp <laughs> cut it cut the cameras <laughs> we'll see y'all next week for two more chapters of breaking down by y'all bye <laughs>
Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. 